Hey, it is the Loftus Party. Spring is in the air. Congratulations, everybody. We made it. I think we made it through another winter. How are things going down at, at, at Liberty Gypsy Base Camp? Oh, spring has sprung in a fabulous way, and we have pine pollen everywhere. There's like a green film over the southeast where I live for like two weeks every spring. Does it at least smell amazing? No. It doesn't smell like anything. It just gets everywhere. Like, everybody's car has this green sheen to it. But this is where new pine trees come from, right? The, oh, the trees, yes. The pollen blows out. They land somewhere, and they mix with something else, and then ba-boom. ba-boom. More pine trees. And then we got to cut them down. You do. I know. There and are too many. That's, <laughs> that's what, you know, it's too funny. I thought about this the other day. Did you ever see that uh, that show on Discovery Channel, Life Without Humans? Yes, that's terrifying. Right? And like right. how fast, how fast everything that we've ever built will crumble. Mm-hmm. I watched it because it's fascinating and it's great. And like that's how, that's the strength of Mother Nature. But like I was telling this to my kids a couple, it was like years ago. But like you think about your average tree and how many seeds come off that tree, a couple of them have to turn into trees. Like right? it's amazing. <laughs> it's like everybody's concerned about global warming. It's amazing we're able to keep Mother Nature at bay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, uh, I wonder how the rainforest is doing because it seemed like the rainforest, that's like, that's aggressive. I hope the rainforest is doing okay. Yeah, the rainforest is really aggressive. That'll overgrow like nobody's business. But we had some very unique weather here the other day that literally uprooted healthy, healthy pines like right over on the road everywhere. It wasn't even a tornado. It was just wind. Aye, aye, aye. We're like, that is, uh, that's concerning. Well, it is because we only have one way in and out of the bunker. So for a day and a half, we, had no, so, we had no way to leave. <laughs> yeah. So you could prepare for an ambush. Now there you're, you go. you're putting, you're putting C4 on the base of other trees in case you have to b- block the one entrance. <laughs> well, and then, and then you realize that, that your son in his infinite wisdom when he needs batteries, he doesn't go to the store and, and buy them or say, hey, mom, can you get me some batteries? He pulls all the batteries out of the flashlights. So the first power outage of the season is this fun game to find the flashlight that may still have batteries in it. That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. Well, you got Well, buy, buy, buy more batteries, I guess. Get yeah. out. You got to chop your way through the little Liberty, Lipsy, Liberty Gypsy trail. Oh, God. Get to the store. Yeah. Big. Okay. So we got to get to the news. We got to get to the news. We got to crack our little jokes. There you about, go. About the news. So the, the, the healthcare thing failed and it's the end of the world. Here's the comedy of this, you guys. Lawrence O'Donnell, Lawrence O'Donnell, the scariest man on MSNBC. He was hilarious. He's so over the top. He's like, this is the end of the Trump presidency. You have witnessed it. The Trump presidency has effectively ended today. And I'm like, dude, the the, the bill, it didn't, they didn't have the votes. They're moving on. Like, like, I don't know. Here's the thing, the comedy of it all. On one hand, uh, you've got the, the, uh, the anti-Trump media, the ATMers. Mm-hmm. 
They're out there going, this is the end of democracy. These fascist thugs are going to break into our homes and they're going to put us in chains. And they're such, they're Nazis, they're Nazis. Here they come, an army of fascist thugs. And then in the next beat, they're like, these guys can't get it together to pass a bill. Look <laughs> at these idiots. I know. They're morons. So they're either morons or they're Nazis. You got to pick a lane. Because you can't, both of those things cannot be true. <laughs> well, they did it with George Bush. That's how they right. went after George Bush, right? Because he, they're like, this is the guy that uh, brought down the World Trade Centers so he could get us into a war for oil, which we never got that oil, right? Right. And, uh, it was just so, but he's also a buffoon. He's a buffoon cowboy from Texas who's too drunk to go to Vietnam or whatever. <laughs> He's a big idiot, but he kept this secret. He has this vast uh, conspiracy underground of whatever. It's hilarious. Yes, he was either he was either the evil villain or the clown, and they somehow were able to use both of those, and it was kind of funny. So I guess we still have Joanne Reed worrying about people going into camps and you know doors being broken down, and then we have Lawrence O'Donnell saying the whole thing is just over, like they're it never the never going to be able to get anything done. Of the Trump presidency. He's so serious. He's like a mad scientist, but so boring. I'm Lawrence O'Donnell. We have witnessed the end. Uh, here's what, like, I don't know the healthcare thing. I just don't know it. Mm -hmm. I don't know it. And I know everybody on Facebook and Twitter, everybody has their opinion and everybody's 110% right, which cracks me up. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Here's what they should have done. Here's all these morons. Okay, it's so simple, uh, they couldn't figure it out. Here's what I know. Uh, enjoy Obamacare. There it is. If it is so bad, and if it is going to self-destruct, Trump can, like, he can walk away from it. And, and eventually, I think that's what he just did. Like, as far as I can tell, he's like, well, we don't have the votes. Let's not even do it. Moving on. So if Obamacare is in a death spiral and everything is getting worse and worse— then Democrats will have to come to the table. I guess it it has to get worse before it gets better. Boom. Yeah, the only problem is they come to the table with let's just make it single payer. That can't happen. But um, <laughs> I don't I don't know that their prescription will change. But yeah, I, I another two years of the kind of crazy premium increases we've seen and insurance companies pulling out of the exchanges. It's not sustainable. It's all based in jealousy. Jealousy. You know, they're like. Well, yeah, it's like, well, poor people deserve to have what rich people get. That's what it all is. And rich people, I hate to say this, here's a news update, and I'm going to say it in my Lawrence O'Donnell voice. Rich people will always have more. If you think <laughs> your health care is good, rich people will always have better health care. That's just, that's like gravity. Rich people <laughs> can afford more stuff. So if you're making $20 a year, even if the government's paying the bill, a rich person is going to have better stuff. It's never going to be fair. It's never going to be fair. In, in, Soviet, in, in, in Soviet Russia, rich people had better stuff. <laughs> to this day. To in this China, day. In China, mm -hmm. rich people have better stuff. So you got to get over that one, socialists. You just, like, you got to get over that one. You, you got the, who's that rooster-headed black dude on uh, MSNBC? Rooster-headed? Yeah, he looks like a weird, 
skeleton, the Reverend Al Sharpton. Oh, Rooster he, head. <laughs> seriously, he looks like a weird, like rooster human hybrid that's been through some radiation incident that can no longer regrow limbs. He's disturbing to look at. I can't look at him. It's like his little tiny neck can't support his giant rooster head. But he's on there complaining all the time. Rich people, we need this to be fair and equal. It's never going to be equal. Well, I mean, to be fair, any socialist will tell you, you know, Venezuela, Russia, China, they didn't implement it right. Oh, yeah. There's a better way. It's just nobody's figured out what it is yet. <laughs> um, I, I really like and I'm in one of those moods. Mm -hmm. I, my panty, my panties are in a twist, as oh, they say. Yes. Oh, dear. We're in for a roller coaster ride. It could get a little manic. There could be a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> I, I say we take over Venezuela. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Let's take over Mexico. I used to say it as a joke, but now I'm, I'm thinking it more and more. That, that wall that we're going to build should have uh, wheels on the bottom of it. And every night when everybody's asleep, you push it another three inches into Mexico. <laughs> right? You know how they say the moon is getting farther away, but right? you never notice because it's always just right up? That's what we should do with the wall. We just slowly push it down. Is that going to be able to support your roller coaster? It's going to be heavier. It's going to be heavier. <laughs> and we're going to have to put the casino in Texas a little farther to the east, more like Texarkana. I want that wall, I'm, and I'm not, you know, I, that was a joke too. What was but a I joke? Really, I do this joke on stage. I've been going up to governors. I'm working on new material. I'm, pro I'm probably going to end up uh, putting together a new hour and doing another hour special. Oh, nice. Know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Very. But I, w I, I have this new bit where I want the, uh, the wall to have like a casino in it at, right. at some point. So that part, that can't be on the wheels. That'll have to be over more. And I'm thinking... If you did build a – I mean you've got casinos down there anyway. Why not just integrate that into the wall and have it be a tourist attraction and that will help pay for the wall? Like I'm not even kidding anymore. And then the other part of the joke is a high-speed rail that goes from uh, San Diego all the way to like New Orleans. And then I'm thinking, oh, I say that as a joke, but why couldn't you do that? Well, like if I you're going to build you a giant wall, why can't that support – a high-speed rail system. Like, boom, let's do it all. This is actually reminding me of one of those things. When when I was a kid, we used to drive down to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina from the northeast. Yeah. And there's this thing called, uh, what is it, south of the border. Yeah. And it, it's got this dude with a, a name Pepe is kind of the logo. And so you drive through until you get this <laughs> to the south of the border and it is nothing but a tourist trap. So every time you talk about this wall being on our southern border, all I can think of is Pepe and south of the border. Well, it's, it, it is one of those things and it's at face value, it's stupid and it's silly and it doesn't make any sense. However, you could have a serious philosophical discussion with an economist about this. Like there is a school, the, the broken window school of economics, right? Uh, I, I forget who's the mastermind behind that, but it's like it's the government's job to break windows, therefore keeping the people who make windows employed, right? You have right. to keep 
this false economy. And then there's the other school of uh, economics. I believe it's the Austrian school that is like, no, the free market will decide. Companies will rise, companies will fall, but it has to be based on on real expectations and the reality. Uh, I'm with I'm with the Austrian school of that. However, I've seen uh, comedian Lewis Black, and this is too funny. You can look it up on YouTube. Lewis Black, uh, he's from the broken window school, and he's like, here's what you do. You go in the middle of nowhere, and you build something. I don't care what it is. You just build it, and then you, you put a parking lot, and people will come to see the thing that you built. And so many people will come. You'll need hotels, and those and those people will work at hotels. And it's like, um, okay, so let's steer into that curve, and that's the wall. If we're going to build a wall, let's have the wall-themed hotel, you know, and we could actually do it. I mean, it started as a joke, but we could actually do it. Invading Mexico started as a joke. I think I think we should do it. I really do. I think Puerto Rico's up again uh, for statehood. I'm, I'm tired with Puerto Rico. They've, they've already, like, they don't get any more votes. They've chosen. They don't want to be a state. We don't want them. We no longer protect you. Bye-bye, sayonara. We had a good time. We're moving on to Mexico now. You but can't break we... in if you're already here. That's true, but I, I don't know that we want Mexico. Oh, Mexico's got it all. Okay. It's, Calif it's California. They got natural resources. They've got uh, precious metals. They've got coastline. You could do so much with Mexico. That's the frustrating thing. Mexico is like a diamond that's just sitting on the beach. Just sitting there, waiting it's to be taken. It's just sitting there. There's just so much corruption. There, the the politicians are all corrupt. The the drug lords rule with an iron fist. There's bribery. If you had law and order, and here's what, <laughs> this is my big uh, Second Amendment thing. If the people in Mexico had guns, mm -hmm. and the people in Mexico could dictate their own future, it would be it would be awesome. They would be they wouldn't they wouldn't be coming into our country anymore because they'd, they'd be entrepreneurs. They'd be capitalists. They would have democracy. Well, yeah, no, democracy is, is supposedly what they have now. It just doesn't work out so well. But I mean, yeah, there's some nice resorts down there that that might be nice if they were domestic travel and I didn't have to mess with passports and a whole bunch of other stuff. Passports and bribery coming to Mexico. Passports and bribery. Don't you have both? The other thing uh, in the news, I'm so glad we were able just to like blow through health care. I'm mm -hmm. like, let it go. Let it go. If Obamacare is so great, we're about to see. Um, bump, bada, bump, bump. It's not the end of the Trump pre uh, presidency or democracy. That'll be great. What else? What else? I had all this this stuff that I wanted to talk about. Well, and it, it it's always funny when they say it's the end of democracy because everything I've seen from the beginning of the Trump presidency so far is uh, our three system our, our our system of three equal branches is functioning quite well. The cops or the courts, excuse me, stop Trump when they think he's gone too far. Congress is writing a bill, attempting to pass it. They're doing their thing. They didn't do it very well this time. But, like, everything seems to be functioning just as intended. Is it, though? Like, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. However, the courts, with their wackadoodle decision of, you know, hey, you can't do this extreme vetting. We can't take a pause in uh, our immigration policy. 
that that's that's Looney Tunes. That's oh no, I, I I totally agree. That's Looney Tunes, and the way some of those decisions were made certainly I think is judicial overreach. But in terms of you know when you look at fascist regimes and all these ugly things, you know like literally mm. Hitler. Um, yeah, we don't have that. Please stop saying it because everything oh, is still functioning. You know. Well, yeah. and and that goes. What do you call it? The ATMs, anti-Trump media. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been around for a long time, for sure. Um, the yes, the, sometimes known as the Democratic Media Complex. We'll be talking. I I want to talk about that for sure. However, you sparked a little idea that we got to talk about uh, Gorsuch. We got to talk about his. That seems like it's not functioning. That seems like it's just Democrats digging in. Because they don't want that dude to be on the Supreme Court. Well, they're just still so mad that Garland never even got a hearing. Um, and, oh, by the way, Democrats, you can thank Uncle Joe Biden for that. That was his precedent. We don't review the nominees of lame duck presidents. So just stop with the whining. Stop. You look ridiculous. But And, and why doesn't anybody – well, and I, I, I'm answering my own question as I ask it. Like it, it seems fairly obvious to me. Like, hey – there's a precedent for this, like, hey, you're a lame duck president, uh, president, so we're not going to really even talk about your Supreme Court nominee because right. you're going to be out of here in a couple months. And then the other thing that the no one in the media, the uh, the anti-Trump media, mm -hmm. the Democratic media complex, nobody brings this up. It's like Gorsuch, when he was confirmed, what was it like? Was it a federal judge or whatever? Yeah, he's 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 in the federal like right unanimous. It, unanimous unanimous barack like, obama joe biden nancy everybody. pelosi every or um diane feinstein chuck schumer all of them yeah yep. and now they're talking about this guy like oh my gosh i can't in good conscience support him i just found out he is the son of hitler he is the son of like come on you guys that's what that's what annoys me about it all and, the, and you've got guys like Lindsey Graham, and I'm not a big Lindsey Graham fan, but uh, I, I will no. give it up. I will give it up for him. He's like, hey, uh, Obama put up a couple people that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. However, I thought they were good judges, and I thought they would abide by the law of the land, and they uphold the Constitution. So I voted for them. I confirmed them. So like, we there's a there's a precedent here for people going okay well we we got to have uh, you know supreme court justices so i think is it my favorite person no are they going to be just and good yeah probably i think so i'm voting for them and i think you know to a large degree you saw that in in 2008 with the republicans in in the house and granted they didn't in the senate they didn't have a majority at the time but there what used to be used to be and no longer exists in our hyper-partisan world, some kind of deference to the executive branch. The people have spoken. This is the president. And so these are the people he wants to work with, whether it was his cabinet, whatever, right? A Supreme Court justice. And now we can't, we can't have that because the Democrats just are going to become exactly what they said the Republicans were during Obama's administration. They're going to become the party of no. Right. Even if and it's stuff they agree the, with. Right. And that's the incredibly boring thing about the whole deal. Mm -hmm. That's the incredibly boring. And I tell you, 
uh, Mitch McConnell didn't do anybody a favor when he came out there and was like, it's our job to make sure that Obama's a one-term president. There's some stuff you should never say in public. <laughs> right? Right? right. <laughs> like, there's something... Oh, oh it's, but it's I, depressing. It's I, very depressing. Well, I don't want people to be depressed. We're no, going to have some fun. You could not be depressed watching the Gorsuch hearings. I mean, he quoted everything from music lyrics to a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to, I mean, like, he was awesome. And he just destroyed Diane Feinstein. Saw, it was beautiful. <laughs> you'll have to tell me about that because the clip that I saw, I'm like, ugh. Uh, it was cringeworthy. Somebody did some softball question of like, would the, if the president ever asked you to uh, uh, get rid of Roe v. Wade, what would you do? And then Gorsuch, like in a as a really bad actor, I would say no. What would you do after you said no? I would walk out of the office. What would you do after you walked out of the office? I would slam the door. It was just such, like, bad political theater. And I think that might have been, like, Lindsey Graham. That might have been my new Lindsey Graham voice. I like doing that voice. Oh, my God. How did he destroy Dianne Feinstein? Well, because Diane was coming at him, and again, Democrats, you have to be for the little guy. Judges don't have to be for the little guy. Their job is to uphold the law. But she basically said, you've never done that. And, like, immediately, he's like, really? I ruled against a corporation here. I did it here. I did it there. I did it here. I did it there. Like, he came with his homework. And he just completely, completely tore up her argument to the point, oh, well, I guess my aides didn't give me those cases. I'll have to read the decisions now. Really? Ah, ha, 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 ha. your Your staff didn't prep you. Well done. Would you stand up for the little guy? Yes, I would. I would stand up for the little guy. I would give the little guy preferential treatment. The law should be unbalanced. Okay, if the little guy asked you to overturn Roe v. Wade... What would you do? I would walk out of the little guy's office and I would slam the little guy's door. Yeah, the justice is is equal. There that's it's justice is justice. There is no little guy. We're all little guys. Well, and now they're threatening the filibuster. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's like you're reading my mind. That's the other question I have. And and here's the deal. Uh, people who listen to this podcast, first of all, God bless you and thank you. You're either listening to learn something or you're listening to be entertained. Uh, good Lord, I hope you're listening to be entertained because I don't know so much stuff about this. Everybody talks about the nuclear option with the filibuster. I don't know what that is. And everybody's like, if they do it, it's bad. And if they filibuster, it's we got a constitutional cr- – what is – the nuclear option. Basically saying filibuster doesn't exist anymore. Um, if you take a look, at, and, and, you know, these are Senate rules that have been around for years. Okay, hold on, right? hold on, hold on. Oh, I got a question, I got a question. So what's a, how do you stop somebody's nomination with a filibuster? I, I'm, 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 seriously, this is how stupid I am. One person would get up and keep talking, 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 talking. Until they talking, can't talk. So it's like it's like it's like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. You talk until you're exhausted. 
you talk until you're exhausted. I believe you can yield the floor to other people who will then talk till they're no. exhausted. No. no. Okay. No. I. That's what. Okay. So that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. If it was me, I'd be like filibuster away. But you have to talk. <laughs> right. You have to talk. I will give you uh, ten minute breaks to take a dump and take a leak. And no, you they can don't drink even water. get those. They don't even get those. Ha, 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 ha. Poop your pants. So I would let him do it. All right, Chuck, you want to filibuster? You may begin. He's not going to make it past two days. Chuck Schumer, that old man, he can't make it past two days. So then oh. he's done. And then what? Another guy Another guy tags in like I, too, would like to filibuster. Let, it do, let him do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, and and the thing about the Senate rules, and this always kind of makes me giggle about Congress, because both bodies can write their own rules for how things move through, right, and what the various processes and procedures are. So yeah. actually, last year, or two years ago, in an initiative I was trying to to work very hard on from an activist point of view. Ha uh, you said hard on. <laughs> Oh, gee, thank you. It's like I'm just – I'm literally grasping at straws for it. No. Go ahead. But, but you, you had a hard on what? We we were working very diligently on um, – ooh. ooh. So we actually watched John Boehner and the crew change the rules on the floor to get done what they wanted to get done. When you have a majority in the Senate or the House, you can do a lot of things to manage that process, but then you're stuck with it. So the thing the Democrats are mad about right now is Harry Reid did a nuclear option a while back and lowered the threshold for nominees. Oh. So this is I'm at my breaking point in yeah. terms of like this kind of minutia and I I I'm in over my head. Yep. But like it, so what we need to do is change the sub party's rules and get a committee with a house leader of a big bag bag like why is it so difficult? Well, what they learned with Harry Reid doing it is um and the Republicans watch this happen, right? It turns around and bites you in the rear end. Because then when well, you have the minority party, the majority party still gets to do what you wanted to do, and now the Democrats are all really, really mad about it. So Yeah. Well, yeah. so we need – so what's the solution? That's what we do on the Loftus Party. We talk about solutions. We just need more Republicans, right? Exactly. We need to, we need to get to 60 Republicans in the Senate, and then we can, then we can just vote. Um, and that, that's you know what Obama had for the first two years he was in office. That's why it was so scary. Well, that's 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 right, and that's that's the big meme going around now. You have the White House, you have the House, you have the Senate, and you still can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. We have witnessed the end of the Trump presidency. We have wit- – it is the beginning of the end. Uh, tax reform. The, oh, it's just such a sexy, sexy show today. It's just a sexy, sexy show. Uh <laughs> I hate it, you guys. I hate it too. I do. Can't stand it. Uh, but tax reform, they say it like this is the one. Everybody's tried since 1981. Nobody can do de- Like, do we have any hope for tax reform? I I sure hope so. I would love them to take less of my money. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot less. I've been thinking about this a lot uh, the past couple days. 
and and weeks before that, I, I really think that we just need to simplify everything for everybody. Like when you give the government money, they are supposed to give you something in return. That's how all this got started. Exactly. Like let's let's never forget that. Hey, we need roads. And the government's like, we can take care of that, but we're, you're going to have to give us a little bit of your money, and then we'll go ahead and build these roads. Okay, are you going to maintain them? You bet. You keep giving us that money, we will maintain the roads. That sounds like a deal. I don't want to uh, sit around all day making roads. Ba-boom. There you go. That's a value. That's a value. Then the other thing, we're like, holy smoke, we should have an army. And they should have guns and the best equipment, and they should be able to defend our nation. And the government's like, I tell you what, we can help out with that. Give us a little bit more money, and we're going to keep an army going. So if anybody tries to break in, uh, we can beat them up. That's a value. Very valuable. I'm all for that. A boatload of our money is going to stuff and is being spent inefficiently. That's what makes me a conservative. That's what makes me a libertarian. That's what makes me an independent. That was, that's really – I don't care what the hell you want to call me. It, it, it makes me uh, not a liberal. Yes, because I if think this, our money's being wasted. If this was a store that you had given your money, you would never go back. No, the free no. market would crush a store that performed this poorly. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's basically what makes me not a liberal or not a Democrat too, because the Democrats think government is the solution to everything, and we need a bigger program. We need to spend more on this program. No, that program has not worked since the Johnson administration. It's not going to work twenty years from now. Just stop. There was actually yes. a great a great quote I saw yesterday. It's very hard to roll back entitlements because the first question always becomes, um, what are you going to replace it with? The answer should be, when you put out a fire, what do you replace it with? <laughs> I mean, these things are, are just not working. Why replace is, it? And it's like as, a, uh, as an armchair student of history, it's, one of, it's, like, it's really what happened to ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. You give the citizens all this stuff just for being citizens, and then if you're the guy that takes it away, they hate you and you get killed. So ultimately, like Social Security, Medicare, uh, Medicaid, Obamacare, like we don't have the money. I'm really sorry, everybody. I'm so very, very sorry. It would be great if we had the kind of dough. And if it was my household and, and, and you know, my wife was like, hey, let's let's get uh, this whatever this. OK, let's save up and buy it. Yeah, that, no, and the government it's not doesn't working. have to do that. The government doesn't have to save up and buy anything. They just raise the debt ceiling and do this or do that. But, yeah, there there is nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. We should all know that by now. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing the, the uh, beyond the Supreme Court in its – it is really like the media. It's, it's, it's funny in a sick kind of way to watch them – twist themselves into knots with this whole sideshow of, oh, the Russians hacked the election, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians, and there's wiretaps to prove that they were colluding with them. And then Trump goes, well, hey, I, I was uh, I was wiretapped. There's no wiretaps. Like, that, that's so comical to me. That that on on one hand they're like, uh, uh, we know that you guys were talking. We have the wiretap evidence. Oh, so I was what? You were not wiretapped. 
Well, it, it's one of those lanes again, right? Hey, guys, pick a lane. <laughs> Both of these things to. cannot be true. No, but they don't have to. That's that's the the, the tragedy, the, the comedy in all of this. They don't have to. They just keep saying Russians hacked the election. And now, like, boy, I hope the Russians don't hack hack the French election. I hope they don't hack the, the, the elections in Germany. Hi, yi 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. Meanwhile, I, I tell you, there is no doubt in my mind, and, and I wish I knew the technical names for all this stuff, but it appears to be uh, Obama and those guys wanted to get some dirt on Donald Trump, so they cast a super wide net, right? Mm-hmm. They cast a super wide net. And then they here's where they messed up, in my opinion. You'll never you'll never trace this back to old uh, Barack Obama. You'll never trace it back to his desk. They're obviously they're too smart for that, right? However, somebody changed the rules that normally when you black out the person's name, they don't have to black out the name anymore, right? So you can just kind of share that information with whoever you want. That's where they messed up. No, and that that's actually very concerning. I, you know, I've been watching Nunes this week. The the uh, and and what he's been saying about this particular situation, and oddly, I'm no less confused than I was before. Oh, it's there's nothing there's nothing confusing about it to me. It's it's I, it's over, done, case closed, moving on. Like literally, like if 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 anybody's out there hanging out, are we waiting for somebody to go to jail? Nobody's gonna go to jail. You're never gonna find out who the leakers are. All you can try to do is like make them scared. You can scare them a little bit. Like, hey guys, turn in your cell phones. We want to look at them. Whatever it is you're gonna do, they're never gonna find anybody. But I, I think if if anybody out there really thinks that the the Obama administration and and the powers that be in terms of the NSA, but if they they were looking for dirt, they were looking to end Trump's run. Yeah, they were looking and for dirt. And it didn't work out. And it didn't work out. Once he won, then they looked to spread it around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, look, and it's like we were talking about last week with the NBC thing. Mm-hmm. NBC had that tape of Trump saying that stuff on Access Hollywood. They sat on it and they waited so they could get the most bang for their buck out of the uh, the uh, grab them by the incident. And they just waited and it didn't work. I'm sorry it didn't work. You tried. You tried to affect the elections. Russia didn't hack the election. But NBC sure tried. <laughs> well, and and the whole we've talked about this before. The word hack means something completely different than Russia. What Russia actually did, and honestly, I don't think they would have been successful if the Democratic candidate had not been so detestable as Hillary Clinton. Everybody seems to forget we had the two least likable candidates in the history of presidential election polling. I don't believe that. I think Trump was very appealing. I don't believe those polls. And and I know a lot of people go into that. You know, oh, that was the worst. She was the worst. He was the best. He won. Oh no, he, he she had she was had less likability than he did, according to all of that polling. I, what I'm saying is, I don't think Russia could have done the same kind of information campaign, right? That they ended up. Well, at least they're accused of whatever. Um, they couldn't have done that with most other candidates. I mean, she was just detestable and everybody thought she did sketchy stuff. 
WikiLeaks has 100% accuracy. Mm-hmm. No one has no one has ever shown that one of their little uh, things was was fake or false. It's 100%. WikiLeaks says it wasn't the Russians. Now, who am I going to believe? It's amazing that the democratic media complex has been able to push this to the point where it's part of the lexicon. It's right out of Cheryl Atkinson's book. It's right out of her book. Mm -hmm. It's right out of Hitler's book. You repeat the lie long enough, and all of a sudden it's true. But we're the fascists. Oh, that's the best. Isn't that the best? (laughs) That was a little disturbing. I guess there was a a little tussle on the beach the other day. Some pro-Trumpers got into it with some, like, anti-fa people. Yeah, I think you're going to see those flare up for the foreseeable future. It's it's another feature of our hyperpartisan society at this point, and there's always going to be finger pointing. These people do it more. No, these people do it more. Though these, I mean, we've been there for a while now, and it 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 it's it's disturbing to me for sure. All I want to do in this world, mm-hmm. right now, all I want to do is tell my little jokes. Make fun of idiots mm-hmm. and learn how to play my guitar a little bit better. That's all I want to do. If I could get paid for that, well, I'm getting paid for that. If I could get paid a little bit better for that, like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I didn't like wake up when I was a little kid, like, I want to be involved in politics and make fun of politics. Like, I've, here, I, I'm saying like five million things at the same time. So right. I apologize. I don't want to be on a beach beating up some anti-fa. That's and they they need a better name. Can we give them a nickname? I we think should have a contest. It's actually pronounced Antifa. Antifa. Yeah, that's that's how it's that, been. even then. Yeah, it, it's... Antifa sounds like a character from a Tyler Perry movie, right? <laughs> but yes, it does. Right? She's an old lady with giant fake teeth. I'm Antifa. Come on in here. Me and Medea are gonna watch TV. <laughs> That's oh, fantastic. that's a visual. That's I a visual. I just want to have fun. Like, I don't want to be in anybody's army. I don't want to, like, hold – I don't want to have to do any of this. And that's, like, I don't know how we come together. Like, most of the most of the people I know who, like, uh, uh, agree with the way I think and, and they just want to they, – they, they want to do other stuff. Right. I, I don't know if this is a, a battle we can win. I really don't. And I say we, and I mean uh, re- uh, Republican, conservative, libertarian, whatever. Anybody who's not. And that's what we need a new nickname. We need, like, Loftus Party. Like, I'm, I'm starting, I'm just going to start to steer into that curve. Like, it might have to turn into, like, a real, uh, a real thing. Because I'm not, like, some big card-carrying Republican. I'm not, I'm no. not a member of the libertarian. I just want to have fun and have my tax dollars spent effectively. I just, I don't want Big Brother. I, I think somebody just made uh, criticism of Islam, like hate speech. Canada. That's that's terrifying. Well, it makes me think we need a wall on our northern border as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they, we should they, take them over as well. They, um, they... There are hate speech laws in in Europe, and now they're in Canada. So I I think it's going to be incredibly hard 
to like or, you, you can't organize it's like every like I'm saying everyone I know like oh I'm really uh, I'm an actor and I'm doing well and I want to do X Y and Z oh I, yeah politically yeah sure I'm on your side however I'm doing this fun fun interesting thing that pays my bills you can't get that person on board hey do you want to uh, come and, and make some changes uh, in democracy oh no 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 I'm in a band and I'm doing this and I got gigs and I'm really I'm totally on your side I agree but I've got this other thing. Hey, mister, do you want to – no, dude. I make kitchen cabinets, and I got I to gotta get going. Like the, the cool people that I, that I want to talk to are busy doing cool shit. There you I go. Don't know, I don't know how we get to them. I mean it's not with T-shirts or sunglasses or bumper stickers. No. <laughs> it's, it's depressing. I think, I think it's hitting a chord because I think that's exactly what Donald J. Trump did, and I don't know that, that – and and you say he's one of the greatest showmen. You've seen him evolve as a I forget what you put it. Um, as a comedian, as, as a, a comedian, yeah. As, and I'm as not a listen. And I'm not calling him comedian. I'm saying mm-hmm. he, I've seen his skills grow from a beginner to now. He's he's a lot better than he was when he started. Well, and it, it it is political theater. When he goes out to one of these rallies, that's exactly what it is. And people do repeat his lines and do all this kind of stuff. But, you know, there was a really, really, really smart dude um, around a while back, and, and we lost him Socrates. too early. No, we lost him too early, uh, Andrew Breitbart. And he pounded for years that politics follows culture, and as long as the liberals own the culture, the vehicles of culture, education um, – entertainment, et cetera, uh, we are going to continue to fight that battle. Well, I really, until I started doing the flip side, mm-hmm. the television show, I knew there was a thing called Breitbart. I knew there, I knew there was a guy, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Breitbart. I'd seen him on Politically Incorrect, and he, he seemed like a cool dude and all that stuff. However, the more that you see clips of him on YouTube, he was on to something. He was really, I mean, whatever. I don't want to put the guy up on a pedestal because I think he would be the first guy saying, hey, don't put people on a pedestal. However, he had it figured out. Like all the tumblers clicked. He had it figured out. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the way to do this. Uh, and I I would not be surprised. <laughs> whatever. It's it, I don't want to get into conspiracy stuff. Uh, he had it figured out. Yeah, and I so, mean- And here's the thing. And now I feel like a giant hypocrite. Uh, Liberty Gypsy right now because like the, like the the podcast the website the television show mm-hmm. should be so much more entertaining people should be like oh my god I laughed so hard I laughed so hard I don't know I find I find your TV show vastly entertaining I do laugh quite a bit yay yay, yay. Uh, well we gotta we gotta continue to uh, to spread the word I guess there you go there is because uh, like literally like I don't know. I don't want to turn into like an angry old person. I still want to be like I have so much fun doing stand up. I have so much fun uh writing uh for television, jokes, comedy. Mm-hmm. Life is wonderful. Yeah. And there's great stuff out there and that's what I'm saying. Like the people who I think would would really really enjoy the TV show and the podcast and everything else they're out doing other stuff. Well, that's why we make it all portable, right? You can listen to this podcast anytime. You can listen to this podcast while you're making cabinets. 
You can watch this podcast. You can listen to this podcast while you make love. Uh, I'm not thinking. Oh my gosh. Mm. No, that's like that's, now, that's if you the start worst playing, idea ever. If you start playing the guitar, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Um, well, we'll get into that uh, discussion later on. Trump was wired. Tommy Laren's in a bunch of trouble. And Tommy Laren's 24, and I think she got put out with a ton of visibility too quick. We've had a couple of uh, whiz kids on the conservative side that that happened to. And, I mean, how much did you know everything at – well, you might have thought you'd known everything at 24, but when you look back, did you? Here's what happens. Here's what happens. And I think you're exactly right with Tommy Lahren. I, I really do. And mm-hmm. now she's like, I'm going to be true to my whatever. I'm not going to rail on Tommy Lahren. Let her go. She's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Here's the deal. In um, And this is a great television. This is a little behind the scenes. Buckle up, kids, because this is how, this is how uh, TV works. Many, many years ago, when they needed talent for situation comedies, uh, they looked around and they're like, oh my gosh, uh, this guy, Tim Allen, he's been on the stand-up tour for years and years and years. He's got a he's got a, a bunch of material, and he's got a really distinct point of view. We should do a TV show with this guy. And bada-bing, bada-boom, you got a hit. Oh, Roseanne Barr, she's been on the, uh, the circuit for years. She's got mm-hmm. a very distinct point of view. Let's do a, a show with her. And bada-bang, Jerry Seinfeld, he's been at it for years. And I think you're exactly right. Tommy Lahren hasn't been at it for years. Now, situation comedies got very, very unpopular for a long time because what happened was the the minds in Hollywood, they didn't care about the years and years of development of a point of view or attention to the craftsmanship. They're like, you know, you know who watches a lot of TV? Young people. So we got to find a young comedian. Uh, and they're like, OK, I like this kid. Uh, whatever his name is, and like, uh-oh, he's only got 10 minutes of material. He's We don't even know if he's really that funny or not. We know he can be funny for 10 minutes. I don't know if he can be funny for, well, no, 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 give him a deal, give him a deal, give him a deal. And then that person's show failed, and then the next show failed. And mm-hmm. so they've gone through this whole thing, and this is where I think it's all coming back around full circle. I work on the Kevin James show. Kevin James is one of those guys where he had been around for years – he, you know, hour-long specials. He he's the real deal. So it's not surprising to me that like, oh, let's give Tim Allen another show. Let's give let's give Kevin James another show. And I I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised if they gave Roseanne Barr one more spin of the wheel. I really wouldn't be surprised. I I and I I really think although. Roseanne has some other issues, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like like Seinfeld has uh, coffee and cars with comedians. That's doing really well. However, Tommy Lahren is to what you're saying. She's not a headliner yet. She's like an open micer, and somebody went, "Oh my gosh, she fits." This is what look at that. She's pretty. She's mm-hmm. got great blonde hair. She's got she knows a lot of big words, and she. <laughs> And she and she is to the right. We should hold her up, and she should be our poster child. And now people are upset when ye maybe she needs a few more years of seasoning. So well, God bless and- you, Tommy Laren. God, bless, I hope you're making a lot of dough. I wish you nothing but success. But like people, like oh, I'm offended by Tommy Laren and whatever. No. Well, she's a radio girl. Let her have her fun. 
And she's also 24, you know, and it, it actually kind of surprised me because the Blaze, um, as an organization, had traditionally grown their talent up, given them small, you know, like coming into panels and things like I that think, before they ever I think ever they're watched. about to get back to that. I yeah. think they're going to start doing that again. Yeah, I think so, too. This was this was this was purely a click based decision. The girl does viral video rants and they thought that would translate well into their organization and and apparently it didn't but again no she's this a kid. is not this is not a uh an attack on tommy laren no she's a kid but the people who do like the little youtube uh angry 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 rants need to take a break just for a little bit just for it's like uh, look at me look how outraged i am man it's boring good lord it's boring it gives you wrinkles too you know who I like? And who? I'll tell you this right now, that Paul Joseph Watson from uh, Prison Planet, mm-hmm. I think is his name on Twitter, at least the dude makes me laugh. <laughs> at least he, I like, like some of his stuff, it's very funny. They'll have like little sound effects and little music going by. At least it's funny. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, you talk a lot about steering into the curve, right? Yes. Um, we need to figure out how to make some of this stuff engaging and entertaining. And, and, you know, you made a great point, you know, when we were talking earlier, um, you know, if you have these two really cool people and they're on TV and they're living this great life and they have all this neat stuff when, and, and people are attracted to them and, and the entertainment products they make, when they inject politics, people are going to listen to that. That and, and, is it. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, you, you just you crushed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and we need some thing like the Kardashians, though not a carbon copy, that gives a different perspective and a different point of view. That'll that'll never happen. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. Never happen. Nope. Because it has not? to happen. It has to happen organically. It's secondary. It's what. It, it's exactly what Andrew Breitbart was talking about now you have you have kim kardashian she just desperately wants to be famous Mm -hmm. that's it that's Mm -hmm. it she just desperate she literally like screwed her way into fame Mm -hmm. and and it's worked and it's worked however there is a side effect the side effect is because she has this huge audience she can say you know what i think we should uh close Every coal mine in America, and people, oh my gosh, Kim Kardashian, you thank you for helping us figure that out. How awesome are you? It has to be, you have to be a magnet, and 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 this the the anger on the right, the anger and the rage. I get it, I get, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But you're pushing people away. Mm-hmm. You're pushing people away, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spill all my secrets. On, on the podcast because I think I've like the tumblers have clicked for me. I thought they clicked a while back. I've, I just figured out some more stuff, so I'm not going to say. It. However, I, I, that's what it is. That's that's ultimately the secret. Well, if entertainment then politics. Well, if you're a comedian, be funny first. That's why people like Samantha B are struggling because she's not funny. She's just she's not. not struggling. She's not struggling. She's doing great. Well, I mean, her last special got got. Uh, got oh, you're ditched. thinking of uh, you're oh, thinking Schumer. of what you're thinking, Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I, that I, was wrong. Blonde. That was 
that was uh you know lifted jokes and stolen ideas and you know whatever and and I can't really speak to all of it I, I know that she's been accused of x y and z and it kind of looks that way it really looks that way however I haven't seen the whole special um well but she on the left is what we would like to see maybe a little bit less of on the right she's the angry feminist right you know correct and 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 I don't think angry feminists are funny <laughs> they're usually well, not I, I guess I guess it depends yeah, I guess it depends, you know, like uh, I've I've laughed at some angry feminists. I, I certainly have there. <clears throat> I might they're be they're out there. I might be laughing for a different reason, but yeah, you know, no. But, why are you laughing? Well, like uh, <laughs> Jill Filipovic this week, a rabid feminist um, decided to write an article about the constitution for cosmopolitan, the same people who brought you the rusty trombone. Like, what are you doing? Cosmo? Oh, oh my gosh. What are you doing? Cosmo? You don't write about the constitution. Uh, I tell you exactly what Cosmo's doing. You, you show up for the sex and then you stumble across the politics, right? They, they, yeah. there was like a, some article that was all, it was all over the internet. Ben Shapiro had tweets about it. Everybody on the left and the right, some lady wrote something like, man, if you take pleasure in giving your woman an orgasm, here's why that's wrong. And if you don't think it's wrong, here's what's wrong with you. And it was like, you you wrap it up in a big thing of sex, sex, sex. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is uh, sexy talk. And then tucked in there is a little bit of uh, politics. That's straight up, that's straight up. You'll show up for the sex, and you'll accidentally learn about politics, and you'll learn what we want you to learn. Uh, it's it's clever, clever, clever propaganda. Yeah, I'll give them points there, but I, I just yeah. I read these articles and and I laugh. Like wow. that one you were talking about. Wow, gee, no, really, you just hate all men. That that's that, what that's this someone, is. That's someone. Yes, you're really you're grasping at straws. Really, <laughs> like you just you just push that one a little too far because that's ridiculous. Yes, let's <laughs> yes. let's politicize. Let's let's politicize orgasms. No, that's a I very this, bad idea. I say this on stage. Like, mm -hmm. sex is my favorite thing. Like, really, like it is my favorite thing. When I think about the times when I'm happiest, uh, drinking, drugs, those are th those were up there. Mm -hmm. However, consistently, without fail, sex. It doesn't cost anything. It's completely right? legal. It's fantastic. If you can politicize that, oh my goodness, what have we become? Exactly. What have we become? All right, I really we got to like launch into a, a lightning round. This kind of is uh, applicable because we were talking about the Cosmo sex thing. Uh, Huma Abedin, it, it, she's working on her marriage. She's trying to get back together. That with, ship uh, has sailed. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what, I it, watch this dude, Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Obviously, he's got some major problem. He's got something he needs to figure out. I don't know. Good luck to you, guy. Uh, Huma Abedin, I think she's incredibly attractive. Like, if that guy is lucky to to have scored uh, her, the only way, like, after, it's got to be so humiliating. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine the humiliation 
and the only reason I think she's getting back together with that dude is so she doesn't have to testify against him and he doesn't have to testify against her. It's some total Game of Thrones stuff. It's total Game of Thrones. So listen, let's make our yeah, let's stay married. We'll be married. We'll be married. And then once we get through all this uh, legal stuff, then we'll divorce. So she basically Clintoned up there. She learned from her teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I t- whatever happened with her being like the uh, the associate editor of that crazy uh, Islamic jihadi magazine thing that she yeah. and her brothers. Like, yeah, no, she she did that. I don't I don't know what exactly her next career move is. I haven't heard what she's doing since Hillary didn't make the White she'll House. She'll find but... a, she, I t- if she's smart, she'll just start working for Chelsea. <laughs> oh God, Chelsea Clinton, stop! This is. This has reached a level of ridiculousness that, well, I got to do it on the TV show. New episodes are being uh, filmed in the next couple weeks in, in Southern California. But like this whole attempt to make Chelsea Clinton happen and and she's writing children's books and still she tried and these huge checks that she gets. How much did she make from NBC? Uh, reportedly $600,000 a year to do things like interview the Geico Gecko. I want that gig. I want that gig. You want she that has gig? Not lived, she has not lived a life of privilege. Not She's at all. She's one of you, America. She's well, one of you. It was, I think it was Salon that wrote, Chelsea Clinton can't get a break just like her mom. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, poor girl, that poor girl can't get a break. She's never worked a day in her life. No. Go directly, get get out of college, go directly to work for the foundation, make a, a few million dollars a year yeah. there, get the foundation to pay for your wedding, a few million dollars there. Uh, here's a check from NBC, $600,000 a year. What do you do with that? Oh, just put it with the others. That's, yeah. Yeah. She has struggled, and still she rises, and still she rises. She will not be kept down. Her apartment is listed as a medical facility. What? That's creepy. Oh, yeah. When, um, remember when Hillary passed out? Yeah. On 9-11 day or whatever? Yeah. That was? Well, by law, you have to go to a, uh, facility. When the, when Mm -hmm. the parent, when you're take, when that happens, you have to go to a medical facility. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea Clinton's apartment, I guess, is listed as a medical facility. That's just really odd. It is. It's almost like they knew something like that might happen and they might need to keep it private. So mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. We're going to have your apartment listed as a bing, bang, boom. That's super creepy. But that that's probably the Russians that did that. The Russians hacked that. I oh. wanted to spend some time literally talking about walk-in bathtubs, but that's going to happen tonight. Okay. At, uh, at Governor's Comedy Club. Um, bump, bada, bump, bump. The Justice League trailer. I'm worried about that movie. That's like a whole that's like a whole podcast right there. That's the a Justice whole podcast. A whole podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a cyborg fan. And I don't think oddly enough, you'll if you look if you look at that trailer, there's not that much cyborg in it. There's like two little clips. Cause like Batman, yup, I get it. Yep. Wonder Woman, he, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Um, Flash, Aquaman. you betcha. Aquaman, absolutely. Um, the black guy who's in the metal suit, what's up with that? What's up with that? Like, nobody knows. 
and he was he was put in there to make you know oh we want to make this appealing this movie more appealing to uh, an urban audience and if we have a black superhero that the urban people blah 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 Warner Brothers continues now people will get mad comic book fans cyborg's been in the Justice League since blah 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 I'm not saying like hey if you're a cyborg fan be happy I'm like I'm a Justice League guy when I was a kid reading comic books Green Lantern was in there Green Lantern. Where's my boy Green Lantern? He's well, not in the trailer. Uh, he's not. He's not going to be in the movie. No. Nope. Nope. And uh, whatever. Although it looks like they might slowly be turning the ship around there at uh, Warner Brothers and DC. They're trying to do a bigger thing. It's a bigger story. Superman dies. Uh, Dark Side shows up, does an invasion of planet Earth. The Justice League is formed. They battle Dark Side, and oh my gosh, Superman's not dead. Not oh, and I—it's uh, a spoiler alert. It's a spoiler alert. After you did the spoiler. No, no, I, no. The spoiler's still coming. Spoiler's oh, okay. still. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm desperately looking uh, for a Michael Topia. Because that's oh my gosh. Do you have one? Oh well, sure. And well, you gotta <laughs> tell everybody what Michael Topia is first. In the real world, there's crazy rules and crazy laws, and they don't make any sense. But in Michael Topia, everything's different because we have our own rules and our own laws. Here's uh, a new rule or law for Michael Topia. Well, in Michael Topia, in the spring. No, I can't do this. I You're doing do a this. pine tree one, aren't you? I was gonna do a pine tree one, and I can't. No, I can't. try it, and then try it, and then we'll fix it. <laughs> um, in in Michaeltopia, uh, in the spring when the pine pollen starts flying around, like I don't know, a, a an invasion of its own. Um, I, yeah, I I got nothing. <laughs> I got okay. nothing. Okay, that's great. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I just I just found one. I wrote this one the other night. In Michaeltopia, when your buddy starts a story with, are you ready for the best news ever? What follows should be the best news ever. Okay? <laughs> a friend of mine calls me up the other night. Are you ready for the best news ever? Yes. Yes, I am. Hey, you know that furniture store you like? Yeah. My brother-in-law just got a job there. <laughs> That's not even close to the best news ever. The best news ever is scientists have found a cure for cancer. The best news ever is, ooh, uh, we've got faster than light travel. The best news ever is you just won the lottery. In no way, shape, or form is my brother just got a job at a furniture store. The best news ever. Yeah, that. Do you, have you, like, in the past said you really like the furniture there or something? Yes, I have. Like it, yeah. I, I mean, well, to, to his credit, I and I'll tell you this right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I I have got – I don't want to – I don't like going into, like, too deep to, like, where I live, stuff like that. People are weird. Right. However, uh, I got – I'm on the East Coast. I found this bed. It is the best – it is the best bed I've ever had. Wow. I got it for a very – I got – ooh, I got it for a very low price. Mm -hmm. I'm getting probably fell value. off the truck. No, no, that'd be great. However, I want one of these for Los Angeles. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm not even kidding. And maybe, well, I, I'm undoing my own Michael Topia now because it may, 
Maybe it is the best news ever. Maybe they sell that I, bread. <laughs> they they don't have stores in California. Uh, so I'm literally I'm literally thinking about buying a duplicate mattress here in New York and having and it shipped. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm that telling is you, I'm telling you right now. Serious attachment to a mattress there, Michael. Listen, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Oh, no. You At couldn't night, take my mattress from me. No, 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 no. I love night, my mattress. Yeah. I have got a big – I got a big king-size bed. When I pull down the covers and I'm ready to hop in, I'm I, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I'm like, this is going to be great. And I wake yeah. up in the morning, and it was. It delivers. <laughs> and I'm so happy. And then I'll put, you know, you, you know how you straighten your bed, you know, before you leave for work or whatever. I straighten my bed, and I'm like, damn it, you did it again, you did it again. It's a, it's a good bed. It's a really good bed. <laughs> Maybe well, it is. It, but it, oh, oh, then the guy tells me, uh, in his story, that his brother-in-law or whoever who got the job there, they're not allowed to do discounts. So how is that now? It's really not the best. Like if. Hey, best news ever, my brother got a job there, and he can get you one of these mattresses for free. That's that's close. That would, that's that in would the wheelhouse of the best yeah. news ever. He can't give discounts? No. That's bizarre. That is that the is only bizarre. good thing about having a family member working anywhere that you like to shop. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Best news ever is getting um, – writing up my little set list right now for Governor's Comedy Club. Well, that kind of goes company. with your, your philosophy of phrases people should never use anyway. Like, I've got this really interesting story. Oh, my gosh, you're going to have so much fun. If you start that way, you're you're obligated, and it rarely ever works out. Undersell, over-deliver. Exactly. Undersell, over-deliver. Here's a wonderful thing. This is – oh, my gosh, I'm so glad. I'll go – we got, like, another four minutes, maybe. I'm going over a little bit here. Undersell, over-deliver. I played the guitar. I was in a band many, many years ago. A buddy of mine showed me how to play some bar chords. I don't know the names of notes. I don't know technically how anything works. I have a t whatever. So I found this thing called Musician. This is, and that's who should should sponsor the show, by the way. Musician. Uh, it's this great app. You can learn the ukulele, the piano, the bass, or the guitar. So I started doing it, and. It's great. It's a leveling system. It listens to you play. It tells you what you're doing wrong. It shows you chords. There's little skill tests. There's games. And there's little made-up songs and exercises. So last night I cracked level four. And I'm like, woohoo! Welcome to level four. So much fun. And then, as I'm getting ready to wind it up for the night, it's like, hey, would you like to play some songs that you might like? That are that are for a level four guitar player. I'm like, heck yes, I would. I click yes. There's a huge list of songs, and there's a, a band from Columbus, Ohio called Twenty One Pilots. They have a song called Heathens that was in Suicide Squad. I'll be damned if that song isn't on there. And I'm play. Oh my gosh, I'm playing. I'm playing along with the song. It sounds great. So much fun. That is. That is. Uh, keeping the expectations low, they way over-delivered last night. They yeah. way over-delivered. And then the week before, like when Chuck Berry passed away, I looked up the song Johnny Be Good. They showed me how to play that opening guitar lick. And I'm playing that. 
musician. I cannot recommend it enough. Last night in my, atar- my uh, apartment, I'm playing uh, a song on my guitar, 21 Pilots. It's a song you can hear on any good alt-rock station. And uh, my life was good and wonderful and full of joy. And, and you that's... are doing interesting things and ignoring politics. See? Yes. You do it too. Yes. Yeah. I, You're good. I, I am doing the same thing. I would that much all rather... those other interesting people do. I want to tell jokes. I want to make sweet, sweet love. I want to play my guitar. This that's... political thing is just a little sidebar. I there just want to have. I just want to have fun. Okay, it's another fantastic uh, episode. Do me a favor, people, because you're so awesome. And thank you for listening. Go to theloftestparty.com. There's all kinds of new stuff there all the time. Loftusparty.com. It's got old episodes of the podcast. It has clips of the television show. I don't like giving you homework because it's boring. But tell people about the television show. Right? Word of mouth is the best thing ever. Just tell people it's out there. Uh, that's how this thing it's, – it, it's how it works. It's ultimately how it works. And uh, the flip side Loftus is our Twitter handle. The Facebook page, if you can't figure out how to find uh, the flip side on on Facebook, uh, you shouldn't have a driver's license. So there's new stuff going up all the time. New shows are being made, all kinds of wonderful things. Oh, my big secret last week, my big secret, and it's out now for the world, Leah Remini is going to be on uh, Kevin Can Wait for two episodes. So I can't wait to meet Leah Remini. And I want to do this thing where I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm a Scientologist and try to get her to join. I think that would be hilarious. Oh we'll see God. if she laughs. We'll see if she laughs. Okay, Liberty Gypsy, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Scott's Fire, and I also have a page, Facebook page that's Stacy Lennox, so pretty easy to find. Oh, my gosh. And, well, yeah, Twitter and all that stuff. We'll get into that at another time. So thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. You're awesome. I love you all as uh, as a group and as individuals. Uh, you don't have to join my freedom army. Uh, you don't have to bring a complimentary feather plucked from the eagle of liberty. That will never happen. Sorry I cussed a little. We'll see you next time on the Loftus Party. Party.